you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good morning, football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City, which is extra special because it's New Year's Day. We are entering yeah. 2024, but we're putting a bow on regular season 2023 in the NFL. I'm Jamie Erdahl. Of course, there's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Peter, are you a resolution guy? I am. I like <laughs> to say this is the year we clean things up a little bit. We try to get a little, little, little more direct, a little more detailed. Maybe we can do that, and hopefully... I can offer some world peace as well. Wow, that's a long. What do you mean list. by clean things well, up? Clean things what, up. What are you, what like is that? in your taste, in your personal life, and your like. Yeah, you're what? talking about in society. We finished it with world peace. Oh, no. Just be more decent to each oh, other. Just be, like, I'm so angry oh. all the time. Like I say, like why don't we just like be lighter? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Be lighter. I'm just yeah. gonna work on being a better person. That's yeah. my resolution. You need right? anger in your life, isn't that's that right? what you thrive yeah. on on Tuesdays, yeah. especially? Absolutely. That's my. I think my mother's milk. I think 2024 is gonna be real easy here in this in this country. What about November? I know. I think it's just gonna go real smooth. Everyone's yeah. going to be really nice to each other. That's All how right, I good, look at good, it. Good. Yep. Great. Uh, uh, you're good. You, I don't even want to ask you about your resolutions. Uh, Peter, <laughs> time for the league. Best team in the league, and I think they played their best game of the year. It's tough. You could argue it. Might have been against the Lions earlier this year. Might have been against the 49ers last year. This was perfection. 56-19. Maybe these teams will play in the playoffs. But let's hear from both coaches. John Harbaugh first, and then we're going to get to Mike McDaniel. Step up and play the way they had and put an exclamation point on it, triple exclamation points on it with a performance like this, pretty much a well-rounded, perfect performance like that after the uh, opening bell. Even that, to, to bounce back from the beginning of the game the way they did, it just it says about who, who they are, and I just have so much respect for them. Right now, a lot of guys are hurting, as they should be. They've, they've invested an unbelievable amount into this season, but the the biggest thing is that with a locker room like this, under with those failed expectations, I know I know they're going to grow closer, not further apart, and that's important in this this part of the year because you know we'll have a a division crown to play for next week. <clears throat> Dolphins went from the one seed a couple weeks ago to now the two this week, but. With a division crown laying in the balance and hanging in the balance on Sunday night against the Bills. If the Dolphins beat the Bills, they're the two. They're good. They're sitting pretty. If they lose, they tumble into the wild card round and don't even get a home playoff game. Mm. Not a great performance from the Dolphins. We'll have plenty to talk about right now. Did you say the word tumble? I feel like that's so applicable to the Dolphins. Mm. Uh, big loss to the Ravens yesterday. Injuries happened to them. They were suffered um, from start to finish. Jason, was it the way they lost or just the loss? Uh, the way they lost. And I think you talk about, you heard Mike McDaniel say you have to stick together at this part of the season. You talked about the 
upcoming game against the Buffalo Bills and how so much is on the line. And it's crazy to think the word tumbling could associate with the Miami Dolphins with the way they've played. It was weeks ago <coughs> where we watched them hang 70 <coughs> points on the Denver Broncos, and their offense was absolutely rolling. It seemed like, all right, this is the year for the Miami Dolphins. So to think that there's a chance that they wouldn't even win their division, the polar opposites of the ascension of the Miami Dolphins and what Buffalo Bills were a few weeks ago. But in that game... For them to lose the way they did, and I think on top of that, Jamie, you just mentioned injuries, and we saw Chubb go down with that injury and he's riding off on the cart. Xavier Howard left that game with his shoe off on the back of a mm. cart as well. Jerome Baker, the linebacker, he's on injured reserve. We already know Jalen Phillips isn't going to be out there. So they've had so many injuries, and that's not even to say what's going to happen with Jalen Waddle, who's dealing with a high ankle sprain, mm. going into next week in such a huge game for this Miami Dolphins young team that are kind of in this uncharted territory territory of going into a week 18 with a chance to win the division. So I think with that game behind them, they gave up 56 points to the Baltimore Ravens. Now it's how do you respond? Because yes, you stick together in all of those things and they're not going to point their finger at anybody else. They're going to say all the things, the right things in the media this week. But now you're going into this game where you never thought you'd be in a week 18 playing for the division with the way they've played all season long. So now how do they respond and what are they able to do? I think that's going to be the biggest question mark going forward for the Dolphins. After this whole season of Dolphins, 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 mm -hmm. the Bills are went away from winning their fourth straight AFC East title. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to think that we're here. The Bills beat the Dolphins, which they've already done once. Dolphins are just another wild card team like they were last year, and they'll come hobbling into the playoffs with injuries galore, and we'll yeah. see if they can hang tight. My fear all season with this Dolphins team, and I got crushed for it, and it you wasn't too well based. In September and October and November, you can be a Ferrari, but when you get to December and January, you have to find a way to stay healthy and stay fast and do all those things. They didn't have Waddle yesterday. They didn't have Mostert yesterday. They lose Bradley Chubb yesterday. They might lose Xavier Howard. Like, this isn't the same team that we did flips over in, in September and October. That's fair. They're not the same speed team that they were in September. Even the win last week against the Cowboys, we started the show on Christmas Day, and I'm like, thank God they got Jason Sanders. He went five for five, yeah. and, and he was the best player on the field for them yesterday. A lot of Dolphins fans out there waking up and they're hurting right now because they don't know how they got here. They play a style of play that is a, a race car team. It is hard to be a race car team the entire 18-week season and then through the, the stretch of January. They have to find a way to adjust. This was embarrassing yesterday. This is a mortifying loss, and it's confounding. I don't know how you bounce back. I, I don't know how in good faith I could say, yeah, well, the next time they play the Ravens, yeah. they'll, blow right. them out of, they'll blow them out of the water. They're hurt, they're injured, and their egos are probably bruised this morning as well. Well, they're going home. They're going home. They have a home game next week. They're not playing in the cold. They're not playing in Baltimore. They're not playing the conditions. They'll be in Miami, where the Buffalo Bills hate playing. True. Where they've beaten Josh down on the Bills before. And I would say, that, look, I don't think there's any shame in getting smacked by the Ravens. And I'll point it out that 49ers. The 49ers got smacked by the Ravens. And then the next week went all the way the hell across the country and beat the crap out of some team who was playing out their schedule. They got off the mat. The, the Dolphins thing's fascinating. I read that they're the first team in 80 years to score 55 or more in a game and give up 55 more in a game in the same season. That really tells the tale. I thought yesterday they missed Jalen Phillips a lot. Yep. I remember I was at the Black Friday game. We all were, and like, yeah. he went down. I'm like, oh, that might be tough because – the Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb guys, like they're your like Lamar Wranglers, they're your Josh Allen Wranglers. You got to get that steer to the ground. Like yeah. they need those guys bad. It's like you'd almost rather miss someone like Mostert, who's really big on offense for you, than those guys who can corral Lamar and Josh. I think it's interesting that Mike McDaniel came out and said some guys are hurting. They're hurting. Peter said their fans are hurting. It's all in front of you though. 
You have a home game against a team that was dead in the water, who you have a lot of history against, a lot of it very good. I don't think this is doom and gloom for the Dolphins. They got killed by the Ravens. A lot of teams have. A lot of teams who are going to be in the playoffs, just like the Dolphins are. I think it's a McDaniel week to coach, to motivate. The injuries are huge, no doubt. Chubb and Jalen Phillips both gone. Those are two killers. You're at home at a place that your opponent hates playing. Irritate them, win, take care of business. I don't think this is a funeral for Miami Dolphins they lost to Baltimore. In the betting world, if you take a gander at uh, teams that are AFC favorites to be playing in Las Vegas in February, mm -hmm. the Ravens right now are number one. Do you know who the number two team is on a lot of these sites? It's... Still the, it's it's the Bills. Mm. It's the Bills. So the fact that they were dead in the water and they're the come running team officially of Good mm. Morning Football in December, uh, them and the Browns, but the Bills. Why are the Bills second? And if I were the Dolphins, I would actually be terrified that that's their opponent. The Bills are no commanders. You just said the 49ers played the Ravens and then mm. went cross-country and played the commanders to beat up on them. Fine. The Bills have something to play for, something to prove. The Bills are saying come to our house in, in early January if they win this game on Sunday night. So I would be terrified if I was the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins, and this is a Bills team that I'm getting now. I would love to play the Bills if I were the Dolphins in October or November, the way their season was going. But this moxie that the Bills have, the score wasn't great against the Patriots yesterday, but I just feel like they are they are swimming. They are sharks yeah. in the water the right Dolphins, now. The Dolphins don't get terrified of the Bills, though. Like, they have so much history and so much familiarity. Like, those are, like, almost two brothers that punch each other. Mm. And also, like, the Bills are not in the playoffs. No, and there's a scenario they can miss the playoffs. Yeah, you can knock them out. It's a very likely out. scenario yeah. right? if they don't win. It's very likely they miss the playoffs if they don't win the game. Crazy. Because of what happens on Saturday. To Jamie's point, they're the number two, is, and a week from now, they could be like, they're out of the playoffs right. if they lose the Miami 21-20. Which I think has something to say just about the AFC in general. Yes. Every time we crown a team, like Miami, and just the next thing you know, they lose that type of game. Right. But to your point, if I'm Miami, I do feel good going into this week. You're dealing with your injuries, but Buffalo, I mean, Zappy threw three interceptions. They won that game by six points. Buffalo. They played the Chargers. Yeah. We, like, they're, they're not just dominating Who's everybody. So game? I haven't seen yet. I, I would think Buffalo. I think Buffalo. Buffalo would be favorite in Miami. Buffalo two-point favorite right Buffalo. now. Buffalo uh, favorite yeah. in Miami. Yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, week 18, let's take a look at, this, at the schedule. Uh, we're going to start with the Saturday doubleheader. We covered this in the first hour. Three of the four teams that play on Saturday evening, the afternoon evening, are 9 and 7. The Steelers, the Texans, and Colts all have something to be playing for. The Steelers are in Baltimore. Peter was saying earlier, uh, you can only rest a certain amount of players. I know the Ravens have everything and their mother locked up. So, like, you'd think that it would be half the roster. They're, you're going to see some of the guys out there. But the Steelers are fighting. And the Texans and Colts are in a self-elimination game, essentially, on Saturday night. And then bottom right, of course, Bills, Dolphins. We were just talking about big game. Ian Rappaport, good morning to you. Injuries, uh, let's start with the Dolphins because it's unfortunate that it's affecting some of their stars. Yeah, and some of their stars, and obviously in the morning where you know they're not feeling that great emotionally, mentally, physically as well. We'll start with Tua Tagovailoa. He went down with a shoulder injury. That seemed to be serious one. He was listed as questionable. Did not return, probably more likely because of the score than anything else. Went down right there on that slide. Seemed to injure his left shoulder. Uh, he told reporters after the game, he's just a little sore. He's good, and I would expect him to play in what is, you know, just a massive, massive game for their season, but at least something worth monitoring. Different situation for Bradley Chubb. Their star pass rusher came into the game with 11 sacks, left the game with the season very much in doubt. 3.05 left in the game, down by like 30. Chubb suffered a non-contact knee injury, believed to be serious. Uh, he's going to have an MRI today just to determine the full extent that was not available yesterday, but obviously there is not a lot of optimism here that we will see Chubb again for the 2023 season. If that is the case, lose Chubb, 
You lose Jalen Phillips. This is a defense all of a sudden has lost some significant, significant firepower. And then another injury that at least worth monitoring as we look toward the playoff. Christian McCaffrey did not finish yesterday's game. Dealing with a calf injury, Kyle Shanahan said he believes it is a calf strain. It's really nothing to play for next week. So do not expect to see him out in the field. Then they would have a bye. You figure, given the nature of the injury, not a serious one. McCaffrey should be fine for the playoffs. Gonna have a lot of time for rest and rehab, but at least something to keep our eye on moving forward. His name's McCaffrey. All right, Rap Sheep, thank you so much. We were just talking about McCaffrey. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and his Cavs and his wedding this offseason. Uh, a lot of topics. Still to come on Good Morning Football, a controversial ending in Dallas Saturday night, to say the least. Uh, we're going to unpack how okay. this affected the playoff picture and give us uh, our takes, because I know you haven't really heard enough of them since Saturday night. Yeah, Detroit, you still screaming about this? I get it. I, I completely get it. We're going to get in right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Let's get into it. Lions, Cowboys. Okay. This was nuts. And it was fun because this part was incredible. And Jimmy Johnson brought the house down. It was really cool. If you grew up watching him, if you know him, whatever, this was super special. This is amazing. It's great. So, the game. Dak, Cowboys. Two straight defeats on the road, but they're home. The Cowboys win, even though it felt like they lost. And then we're deep, deep, deep into officiating minutia. We're going to get into it shortly because the Lions fans are pissed. They feel like something was taken from them, and maybe they're right. But first, here's head coach Dan Campbell. Here's what he had to say about a very controversial ending in Dallas. What was the explanation you got on the two-point? 70 reported. Did Decker report as well? Yeah, the explanation was 70 reported. Did Decker report? Yes. Two people can't report. I don't want to talk about it. Right? I explain everything pregame to a T. Okay, I did that. Would you be frustrated right now? I mean, is it on the call? Is it on the execution? Is it? You know, what is I don't it? like losing, Dave. And that's what happened. We lost. And that bothers me. You know, it bothers me. I don't like having an L. So. That's the frustration. 
Kyle, admit what you just said. Well, there was such a sport afterwards of watching the Lions not tee off on the officiating. Yeah. Goff, Decker, Campbell, all of them clearly wanted to, but they had a lot of restraint, which I was impressed by. Uh, and even Dan Campbell apologizing to the reporter for asking a legitimate question. You could tell the frustration was real. He doesn't like yeah. to lose, and I cannot imagine in the nature. There is a pool report after, out there. You know, they mm -hmm. get to talk to the yeah. official. Uh, reaction, though, when you guys watch it in real time. I know we were all texting about it, Peter, and how this whole thing unfolded. Uh, you've got, as with TV presenters right now, We've got a balance here. Do you want to go viral? And do I want to just torch the officials and say mm -hmm. the NFL is a major officiating problem? The easiest way to get 10,000 likes on X or on Instagram is to come on right now and say, Brad Allen should be fired, and the NFL officials are terrible, and we've got a problem with the game. It's easy. That's cake. Everyone's going to do that today. Go. Enjoy it. <laughs> Let's talk rationally what happened here. I spoke to Dean Blandino for a while yesterday at the Fox set, and... There's a little deception here from the Lions. Yep. They sent yeah. three different guys to the official who makes the mistake, and he hasn't admitted to it. He should probably admit to it. He makes the mistake and says 70 is eligible. However, 68 is the one who declared eligible. What does that mean? Again, we're in the minutia of rules. I hate that a two-seed in the playoffs is going to be decided by something so arcane and so mundane as, as this, deep in yeah. the weeds. But if the Lions... Went through it pregame, that's awesome. If the Lions did everything they could, that's awesome. The play was perfect. There is mutual blame here. The blame is A, on the official, Brad Allen, I think. He's got to take his time, look, make it acknowledge, say, who is declaring? Who is an eligible? There's three of you guys coming at me. Who is it? And then saying, 68 is the eligible player. But look at this. There's three guys. Mm -hmm. This is to trick the Cowboys a little bit, mm -hmm. I think. The Lions sent three different guys to the ref. Why is 70 sprinting at the official? There's no reason for 70 to be sprinting at the official. You sprint at the official, you do this if you're going on. So blame is not the right word, but obviously the officiating, I think they had a gaffe here, and we're gonna, we can go, we can torture if we want. But I also think there's a bit of gamesmanship here by the Lions, and you roll the dice a little bit when you do gamesmanship. And when you send three guys to the official, there you leave room for an error. An error occurred. Lions fans, you have every right to be outraged this morning. Cowboys fans, you get the win, but I think even Cowboys fans this morning say, well, we beat them, but that was kind of one of those weird deals. I, I think that the league has to look at all this stuff. I don't think the officiating uh, deserves no blame. Obviously, there's no blame, but I do think the Lions sending three different guys at the yeah. official led to a potential of confusion, which is what we got, and this is where we're at. And see, I want to give credit to the Lions and Ben Johnson for sending three guys okay, at cool. the yeah. official because yeah. That's the point of the play. If you don't do that and you just run a guy on and everybody says, all right, 68 is eligible, then there's no trickery, there's no design to that play. You're throwing the ball back to your offensive tackle. So in this game, Dan Skipper, number 70, he reports as their extra offensive lineman when they want to run the ball and put a heavy guy in. So all game, he's going in. He's saying going to in. the official, 70 reporting eligible. So he comes sprinting. So for the Cowboys, you take it for granted. All right, here comes Dan Skipper again, and he's the eligible guy. And that's why Taylor Decker walks right into the front of the official and he's wiping his jersey. Dan Skipper never did that. Didn't wipe his jersey. He just runs on and then he lines up. I give credit to the Lions, and when you hear Dan Campbell in his post game, he is so frustrated because when you design a play like this, you have people on your staff that know the rules in and out, and you go over this play, and you explain it, and you break it down to the players, and you tell them why they are doing it the way they're doing it. Then before the game, mm. you go to the officials, and you say, we have a play. This is the design of it, and this is how we're I doing it, and this is the rules, and this is why we're doing it that way. 
So they did everything right. And I think it was just a mistake by the official, which is human nature, where you look at it and you assume 70 has been coming in so often throughout this game and you just take it for granted. And that took points off the board. So the Lions have every right to be upset. That play was a masterpiece. They designed it. They practiced it. They performed it. It was perfect, and it was taken from them. We've had a couple days now to listen to this, so we know what the takes are out there. I want to respond to some of the takes about (laughs) this play. So the Lions, as we just pointed out, didn't just run a cool play. There was subterfuge involved. There was deceit. And there's this take about they were too slick with it. They tried to fool the Cowboys. They ended up fooling the officials. That's BS. This is the era of slick. You do the slickest thing you can, the smoothest, most creative thing you can, and that's why you go and see, we're going to do this, and it's going to be Decker. I know you're going to think it's 70, but it's going to be Decker. Are you listening to me? (laughs) Listen to me. Take number two. 70 Skipper had been reporting eligible all game, so the official assumed it was him. Don't assume. I don't care if he's reporting eligible every play of every game all season. You don't assume. You have to make sure. That's your job. Be thorough. You can't assume because he's running. He's running to fool the Cowboys, dummy. Pay attention to what's actually being said. Take number three. Once they heard that the officials announced 70 as being eligible, the Lions should have done something and said, no, 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 it's not 70. No, 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 stop. First of all, the trainer left the station at that point. They're lining up. They have no timeouts left. It's the biggest play of the game. They're nervous. They're ready. They can't run over and say, wait a second. Also, the Cowboys, pay attention. It's not 70. It's 68, but don't tell anybody. Terrible. I'm fine with missed calls. I don't mind missed calls. How do you not call holding on that? Block in the back. There's 22 guys in the field that happened. Mm-hmm. This was not a missed call. This was a blown assignment. It's no different than a lineman missing a block or a safety missing a receiver or you or me messing up and not turning in a report. It was not a missed call. You were on it. You didn't execute either out of incompetence or stress. You were in the moment and blew the yeah. assignment that's what bothers me. You know what people say when you assume things that you're making ass out of you a and me. Fool out of yourself. Yeah. Exactly. What I didn't appreciate either about even rewind it 10 seconds is that Jared Goff pulls 68 out of his own huddle and sends him towards the official. So the official can't mm-hmm. even argue that 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 was the intention from the get-go from 10 seconds prior to this interaction. Brad Allen when you watch that tape again, the clock is stopped. There is no rush. Why are you walking away from these three players who are approaching you with a clear intention to convey information to you? He, he Brad Allen's like, yeah, 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 I got it. It's lazy. It's lazy interaction with the players that are... Uh, uh, for, if you watch that tape again, there is never a moment where Brad Allen is just standing there listening to three players who are coming at him. If he had taken the time, he's just on the move. He's just walking, walking, walking. He can't even get... Even if 70 was coming to report to him, He's just assuming that because 70 had already checked in as eligible that he was doing it. Stop your feet. The clock is stopped. Listen to the interaction, an interaction that you had been forewarned about before the game, and do your job. Why are you in such a rush? There's no play clock. There's no nothing. I think think what Kyle's hitting, that's great reaction. Obviously, all of us are visceral about this. This wasn't a subjective call. This wasn't a, oh, I think the... Pass interference. I think he was passing interference. Procedural. Procedural. Yeah. This, what this, kills me is the shot of Campbell on the sideline saying, I told you, yeah. I told you yeah. that. Like, picture, he told him. Picture him before him. the game going through this, and 68 is going to declare himself eligible. And then Allen just forgetting that. It's a lot going on. But it's no different than a fan that watches a game and you see a receiver wide open, nobody's covering him. And you're just you like, how could it be? It's different if somebody gets moss, a player makes a great play. To your point, Kyle, when you're watching, there's nobody covering him. You're just like, how, you blew your assignment. 
assignment, and that's the tough thing. Eh? Skipper nailed his part. I know. Run out there like you do every time, stay in character, but then you see Skipper on the sideline, he says, I didn't say a bleeping word. So never he ran out, this. never did this, never said eligible. Mm -hmm. There was an assumption made in the heat of battle, and you can't do that. This brings it back to a couple months ago. The Rams lost to the Steelers, and McVay didn't have any challenge flags left, so he yes. couldn't challenge a bad spot. And everyone blamed McVay. Well, you burned your timeout. And McVay's response was basically, why should I have to worry about saving a timeout for an official making a mistake? Mm. Right. Same kind of thing when we say, yeah, well, and I said it, three different guys, they confused Brad Allen, and, you know, you got too cute. The, unfortunately, the officiating... You can't 100% guarantee that mm -hmm. they're going to get it right, mm -hmm. especially this season where it hasn't been mm -hmm. necessarily nails mm -hmm. in some big spots. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that was therapeutic and cathartic at the same time. Coming up, the Bears, speaking of therapy, and uh, uh, the Bears have locked up the number one overall, overall pick for the second year in a row in next year's draft. What does the future hold for not just Justin Fields, but for the decision makers in the building for the Chicago Bears? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. About the number one seeds, Jason. Let's invite them to the party because they have a weekend off now to watch everybody else battle. Exactly. You know what I love about this time of the year in the NFL is mm. we go through all of these things. Shregs last week was a beautiful mind. He had his music. And was your permutations? So you go through all of them. There's thousands and thousands of them. Who cares? Let's talk about the number one seed. Let's talk about Baltimore Ravens, a team locking up. We know on the AFC side, things have to go through Baltimore. There's no determining. They get to rest starters in week 18, exactly the way the coaches draw it up in August when they're going through their training camp schedules and you're trying to figure out how to have your team fresh for January when the playoffs are starting. And yesterday, that took place. This is the biggest game of the afternoon. We're talking about these two teams and who was going to come out and stake their claim for that number one spot in the AFC. So, so much chatter this time of year goes around. The team's just trying to get in, fighting for that seventh seed. Who's in, who's out? Baltimore secured it on their side. And on the other side in the NFC, everything has to go through Santa Clara with the 49ers getting the win over the commanders. That was my biggest takeaway is we know who the juggernauts, who those number one seeds are on both sides of the conference. And I'll look at one of them, look at the Niners. It's easy to forget, I guess, last Monday we were just looking at them being like, damn, they got smacked around, yeah. four interceptions. They get back on their feet. They go, they take care of business, they crush. Brock Purdy goes from four interceptions to having the most passing yards in 49ers history. <laughs> Gets the game ball afterwards. Trent Williams is hugging him, saying, I'm so proud of you. It's a really, really cool moment. Personally, I watched this game as, as, as someone looking at the Niners almost clenched the whole time because you look at the Niners, you're like, just, just stay healthy, please. Uh. If you're going to lose in the playoffs, that's fine. I don't want some crazy injury to one of your key players like we had last year with Purdy. McCaffrey leaves the game, but and it doesn't sound like it's terribly serious, and he has a couple weeks to prepare for it. I think they're going to be ready. I still think they're the toughest out in the NFC. If you told me right now we're going to get Niners, Ravens in the Super Bowl, I'd do a backflip. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I love Brock Purdy or getting supported by his guy, Debo. Debo, Brock Purdy's not winning the MVP, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I appreciate you wearing the shirt and everything. It's not happening. That thing was left in the Baltimore game where it was taken by Lamar. 
but it appears to be, Peter, that I think the Niners are going to get there healthy. And I know you tweeted this. This is hilarious. Talk about the quarterback matchup next week for the Niners. You got Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. It hasn't been announced yet. But the, you want it? The Rams are going to play that. They're going to keep Stafford healthy. <laughs> I want Sam Darnold against Carson Wentz for all the marbles week 18. Uh, excellent matchup. Should we have Homage make a shirt for you, Peter? <laughs> oh. Wentz versus Darnold. Oh, would you like, wear that? Like it's Rocky versus Drago. Let me see what I can do. That would be perfect. You got to pay for it. You got to pay for it. If we can get that Monday, I will give you all the money in the world for that. No, we need it. Well, when's the game? It's, it's a Sunday, right? Yeah, I want it for Friday. You need so. it for the Friday show. Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, and it says, for all the marbles. Okay? That's right. Even though none of the marbles There's are up. There's no marbles. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm left here. I have a terrible taste in my mouth because this could have been a huge... Really interesting week 18 had that play not been officiated mm. the way it was. Had the Lions won the game in Dallas, we would have pure chaos in the NFC right now for that one seed, the two seed, the three seed, all of it down. Right now, the Lions are pretty much locked in to that three seed. They're going to likely play the Rams, okay? And if it's not the Rams, they'll likely play the Packers. Fine. That's the three seed. They're going to have to go on the road in this divisional round, and they're likely going to have to go to Dallas again, or they'll have to, for if there's an upset, they'll have to go somewhere else. Whatever it is, fine. If they had won this game, which many might say they should have been <laughs> winners of this game, we would go into a Week 18 situation where they would need Matthew Stafford and the Rams to go into San Francisco. Matthew Stafford, their longtime quarterback who holds all their records, the Lions would have to take care of their business against the Vikings, which they will, and then have Matthew Stafford go beat the 49ers. And if that was the case, if Stafford, their old quarterback, could somehow become triumphant against the 49ers, you would have had the Lions as the number one seed mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. NFC mm -hmm. and would have had home field throughout That's the playoffs. That's unbelievable. It was that close. That Brad Allen call was that significant. And I'm not going to just let it hang on the vine and say, yeah, well, we move on. We do yeah. what we do. It's week to week. I can't help but thinking right now as we look at all these inconsequential week 18 games where you need six different things to happen, how much more significance we would have at the top of the NFC mm. had that call been called the way it was and had the mm. Lions won that game. The Lions would be fighting right now and have a real shot Ooh. at number one and the home field advantage and the bye throughout the playoffs. The only comfort I get from the end of that Lions-Cowboys game is can you imagine if that was to get the Lions in the playoffs and if they lost that game, right. if they were eliminated? It right. makes me break out still in the game. That's a good oh and maybe that's God. why. And maybe that's why Campbell was so like, just go I for two. I think it was. Yeah. Just go for two. Like, I think he's like, whatever. We we're not going to get injured in overtime. Let's just yeah. He would have gone for it from the 30. He didn't care. Yeah. He was going for it. That was nuts. I want to applaud Dan Campbell. I think self-awareness is key. My primary pregnancy emotion is rage. It just, like, things just <laughs> right. sit in my chest. Yeah, and I just, it just sits there and it festers and I get so mad about the simplest thing. I don't things. think about you in rage. None of us well, do. You know, <laughs> Over. From 7 to 10 a.m. I know, but if something just doesn't, <laughs> I have rage about this call, and I'm not right. Dan Campbell, I'm not Jared Goff, Real. I'm not anyone who planned the situation so perfectly. So I want to give Dan Campbell a self-awareness, like emotional regulation sure. award because he had the the initial reaction that was hot, heated, and then he went for, he continued to go for two, fine. The way he conducted his business in the press conference after the game was a masterclass of how, probably not to get fined, I would think, I don't think he said anything that was egregious, he stated his facts, how to uh, get your gum into the piece of paper, but also have that be a part of your rage moment when he was handed that thing, looked at it, was like, that's my gum, it needs to go that way, and then to apologize after speaking in a heated fashion towards a reporter who asked a legitimate question, have the awareness, right so, away. Dan Campbell, yeah. I just like, 
emotional regulation it's is great. key at this. You know, we, we think you're some yeah. like hothead. You got all Metallica, whatever. You really just like present it in a way. And like, mm. if I feel this way in my chest still about that call for you, mm. I cannot imagine. You know what it is, James? You know that you, know, you ever see Inside Out and they have like yeah. the rage emotion yeah. yes. and the calm Sad. emotion? Yes. Yes. He calmed down. I do think, and we'll get, we'll get to, you know, I think it's very fascinating what's going to come out. Did they say anything that could get them fined? Yeah. There's a little precedent. Like, I remember in the Fail Mary in the Golden Tape play, yeah. all the Packers were just tweeting terrible things about officiating. None of them fined. And it's kind of like, mm. we, we see you. Okay. I see, uh, there, right. there is a little bit of that. The, the league has had no comment, by the way. We work for the league network, but we have not seen any external comment from the league office about mm. the call, which means... Right. I think it's turn the page time, which mm. is not an easy pill to swallow if you're a don't if you're a lion. Yeah, it's a holiday. We'll see what happens on the yeah. second. Okay. Take, some, take yeah. some tips from Dan. He's, he's up. Yeah, a no, bit. I, was, I was hot about that. <laughs> yeah. Careful. Every Monday we give out an award. It's the Coach of the Week award, and this week we're going to Baltimore, where the head coach gets it. John oh. Harbaugh is our Coach of the Week for yet another incredible performance. Short week. They played on Monday night against the number one team in the NFL. Blew them out. They travel all the way across the country, have an early window game, and then Harbs, after giving a, an earful to the ref here, just put on quite a show. Got so good that they were having guys chime in from all different angles, and then the celebration. That's Odell. That's mm, Harbaugh. Get it, John. That's the coach. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Uh, Harbs celebrated, and he's having a real good time. The Ravens have locked up the number one seed. They could rest their starters next week. They have a bye during the first round of the playoffs, and then the whole entire thing goes through Baltimore. John Harbaugh, Harbs, we see you. Coach of the week and maybe coach of the year. Peter, Shout do you out. think his brother dances like him? Mm. Today, tonight, perhaps, in L.A. or right. Pasadena? You so? Maybe. Maybe we'll see it on our show soon enough. They're going to lose by 30. Michigan is going to lose by 30 today. They're gonna, it might happen. Right. Whoa! Jeez! Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, Why? No, they got something. <laughs> what? Shots fired. Shout out Michigan. You might as well put a roll tide out there while you're <laughs> feeling it, huh? Jeez. All right, let's. I'm not saying anything. Peter, game ball, you are holding it already, so why don't you toss yours out to whoever you think is deserving over the weekend? Some teams are playing for everything. Some teams weren't playing for much. Mm. And then there's players that had to put their names out there. Yeah. And I think Justin Fields had an amazing game yesterday. You were on the call. Yep. You were excellent in the booth. But Justin Fields was the story oh, on the field. In the snow, throwing the ball. Beautiful passes to DJ Moore, who broke all sorts of Bears receiving records this season. Yeah. And Justin Fields, who has been the subject of great debate, whether they draft a quarterback, the economically fiscal thing to do, or do they stick with Fields? At the end of the game, the Bears fans let their voice heard. They were chanting, we want fields, we want fields. Mm. And yet, for the second straight year, Chicago's going to have the number one overall pick. Mm -hmm. Do they draft a quarterback, and there are so many good ones coming out, or do they stick with their guy for another season and a future beyond that with an extension? Fascinating. All Justin Fields can do is play the best football possible and keep those blinders on. He did that yesterday. He played amazing. I love this from uh, Justin Fields, a high-round draft pick, DJ Moore, Pro Bowler. Bring me Bo Melton, the wide receiver from <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. He gets <laughs> elevated from the practice squad. This guy has had one hell of a journey. Seventh-round draft pick by Seattle. Gets waived, signed to the practice squad. Eventually, December 22, picked up by the Packers. But then he's waived. He's active. He's not active. He's been all over the place with the Green Bay Packers. So many injuries to the receiver position. Six catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. 
first receiver for the Packers to go over 100 yards this season. After the game, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, they met him in a tunnel. They were going nuts. Romeo Dobbs was recording all of the media members in front of Bo Melton's locker as he was celebrating right? his great game. An awesome like... moment for the young guy. And, of course, he went to Thank Rutgers. Thank you. And he went to Rutgers. Okay, there it is. A little bit. Yeah, that's a Rutgers guy. A couple years ago, uh, when the Cowboys gave up Amari Cooper, everyone was like, can CeeDee Lamb be the guy? Can he be mm. the guy? He was the guy this sweet season. He broke two records on Saturday in 17 games this season. He broke uh, Michael Irvin's catches record and Michael Irvin's receiving yards in a season record for the Dallas Cowboys. He's been spectacular. On Saturday night in particular, 13 catches, 227 yards. He was fantastic. And on this play in particular, the 92-yard touchdown, that is the the second longest in Cowboys franchise history, the longest of his, and the longest of Dak Prescott's uh, completion for a touchdown for the Cowboys. So these two were fantastic, and tis the season. It's the right time of year. But CeeDee Lamb, you got my game ball this weekend. Well deserve it. I'm going to go to Baltimore. And the Ravens offense, Lamar is the rock star. But the heart and soul is number 42, Pat Ricard, who gets my game ball. You've seen him. (laughs) Project Pat, both sides of the ball. His first catch in over two months, it was a one-handed beauty. He has not had a carry all year. We've been championing Pat Ricard on this show for years. The fact that they get this touchdown, it's a play perfectly drawn up for him that was wide open, is so perfect, so gorgeous. He's going to have a essay in their playoff run when they get there. The guys love Ricard. The coaches love Ricard. We love Ricard. Gorgeous play. My game ball of all the beautiful exotic weapons on that offense, mm. we go to the main black bear, number 42, Project, Project Pat Ricard. Didn't man, we Project call Pat. for a Pat Ricard jersey when we got our Ravens uh, little suitcase that was delivered and we still have to? I don't recall. We, we don't have it yet, Sounds like right? something we'll we would do. One. Sounds like we need one. We You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you 